What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Sunday Golds, a Florida State baseball podcast. Um, recording out in Texas this morning. Um, Florida State uh, has a big series this weekend at TCU. Should be a pretty crazy environment. Um, you know, TCU Lepton Stadium is a place where the fans are really on top of you. Um, I think it's a double decker and it's kind of straight up, um, and everyone's real, really close to, to the field. Uh, I, know, I know the team was able to get out there yesterday and see it, and I think a lot of the guys um, didn't expect it to be up that close and personal, but um, we'll see how they handle it. Obviously, they handled business at Jacksonville for the first road game on Tuesday night. It was over there in Jacksonville, and it was really nice to have a stress-free night for once at JU. Um, I think first Florida State win at JU since 2018. For a couple of years there, that games were canceled, either COVID or or just rainouts. Um, but been a while since FSU's won over there. Um, and obviously, you know, JU's kind of been a pest for Florida State recently. So taking care of business in the way they did, especially after they fell down 2-0 to zero, um, and then scoring 11 unanswered runs, it's really well done. Um, and they never never seemed phased by it. Um, just felt like they, they kind of knew they were still going to win even after they went down 2-0. Brendan Oxford was fantastic, and I've said for a while that I, I think that Brendan Oxford is going to be really good for FSU this year. Um, I mean, all preseason and all fall, he rarely ever got hit hard, if ever. I just – his stuff plays plays really well um, against lefties and righties. The slider was really good against JU. I think he had six Ks in three innings, and I think a lot of those were on the slider. Um, all three of the sl- the Ks he had in that first inning after the error were on the slider. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I think that Brennan is actually probably the best defensive pitcher on this staff, and he made that error in his first A-B. I think he just got a little uh, – I don't know if he got just a little showy, flashy, but I actually think that Brennan is a really good fielder. He's savvy out there, and – Usually does a really good job at that. I think he just got a little, maybe I don't, I don't know what happened on that one, on that throw. But he's always been someone who I, I trust fielding wise, um, and someone I would trust to put out there late in games. But it was really good to see him go get some extended work and really dominate in in that role. Um, I think Florida State should have complete trust in, in Oxford uh, moving forward this season. It was also really good to see Andrew Armstrong be really good again. 4.1 scoreless innings to begin the season now. Two scoreless innings at JU. I think the only runner he allowed was on an error. I think the only – I think he, I don't think he's allowed a hit so far this year in 4.1 innings. I think he's only allowed one walk. Um, so it's been really good to see Army uh, kind of start to strive in, in his pitching and just seems like he's starting to build up confidence again now. And I've always said – you know, I think when Army is confident and going right, he can get a lot of hitters out from that unique slot. The stuff is good. It's just for so long he – I just think he struggled with this confidence a little bit after not seeing the mound a ton and obviously um, giving up some big hits and some big moments. But um, I think it's been really good to see him throw the ball the way he has earlier this year. I think Army could be someone that gets a lot of hitters out, especially lefties, um, especially as that confidence continues to grow. So – I thought those were the two biggest things at JU, even though obviously uh, offense put up double-digit runs and hits again. Um, Cam Smith, really good. DMS Ross is really good. Jordan Carrion is really good. Three hit days for all those guys. Um, just feel like they're all going to hit right now. I feel like Tibbs is going to hit. I feel like 
Jaime is going to hit. This is a really good lineup Florida State has. And, um, you know, I only think it's going to keep getting better as the young kids continue to get more reps and you get McGuire Holbrook, Holbrook back hopefully soon. Not exactly sure when that will be, but do expect it to be sooner rather than later, as I've said before. Um, so, yeah, overall, really good night uh, in Jacksonville on Tuesday. But let's move ahead to, to TCU and what to expect from them this weekend. This will be a, a real, real tough test for Florida State, not just because of the environment, but TCU is a very good team this year, um, especially offensively. They're kind of similar to Florida State, in my opinion, um, but, you know, obviously they're the home team, a little more experienced, um, and they're the team that's ranked in the top 10, but they have a really good offense with a lot of returners, um, and they have a pitching staff that they're still trying to figure out after, after losing a lot of guys off of that weekend staff. Um, so, to me, the teams aren't that different. Um, I think they actually, I think they're really, really similar, like I said. And I, I think it will be a, a good series, entertaining series this weekend with maybe some high scoring games, but excited to see how FSU's pitchers respond to the challenge against a really good offense. Florida State played TCU last year at home, first game of a kind of a home and home um, thing that Florida State and TCU's got going on here. Um, 2-0 last year, the Sunday game got canceled. FC won the first game 10-0, won the second game 7-3. Um, was a really big weekend for FC last year. Really good to see them do that um, against some really hard non-conference competition. So we'll be up against it again this year, but this time on the road. So we'll see how they handle it. TCU has been off to a good start this year. Had a couple really big wins at, at Globe Life Field over two SEC opponents. Beat number 10 Vanderbilt and number 8 Arkansas, both in blowout fashion. Um, and they beat UT Arlington in the midweek. Um, their only loss so far is to Missouri on a, in extra innings, I believe, 9-8. to eight. Um, So this is offense that's really going to hit. Um, 357 average, 478 on base, 503 slug to start the year. 12 stolen bases already. Um, and like I said, once again, this is another thing that Makes them a little similar to FSU, um, 945 fielding percentage right now. I think both teams have almost exactly the same fielding percentage and the same amount of errors. Um, so that could be a big big part of this weekend, just what team figures out their defense quickest, because uh, obviously these are two offenses that are going to put pressure on the defense um, to make plays, I think. Pitching staff so far, 486 ERA, 264 batting average against 949 Ks per nine and 3.16 for walks per nine. Offensively, they brought back most of their offense from last year. Just lost Tommy Sacco, who obviously was a really big part of that offense. Um, but outside of that, they didn't they didn't lose much. But Tommy Sacco hit 355 with 14 homers, 23 doubles. So obviously that's a big piece that they're replacing this year. Um, but they did bring in some pretty big transfers and, and a really good freshman that, that starts for them every day at shortstop. But Returners-wise, uh, Braden Taylor, obviously, is the first name need to be mentioned. Uh, D1 Baseball, NCBWA, and Perfect Game all have him as a preseason All-American. Uh, was voted the Big 12 Preseason Player of the Year, and he's a Golden Spikes watch list guy. Um, hit 314 with 14 doubles, 13 homers, and 50 RBI last year. Um, craziest stat from him. He walked 55 times compared to 40 strikeouts, so he just gets on base, on base machine. Wouldn't be surprised to see Florida State kind of try to work around him. I don't know if, what their ex exact plan is, but 
Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them just try to work around him and let the rest of the TCU lineup beat you this weekend. He also stole 10 bases last year. He's one of one of, if not the best third baseman in, in the country this year. Eliza Nunez, who will likely lead off for them. Um, really good outfielder, speed demon. Um, hit 287 with seven doubles and four triples last year, but he stole 31 bases and 33 attempts. So anytime he gets on base, FC is going to have to obviously be on their toes. Um, and, you know, mostly you want to try to keep him off the base because of that speed, um, especially in front of guys like, like Braden Taylor. Um, Curtis Byrne, catcher, um, was ranked number 16 catcher in D1, in D1 by D1 Baseball to start the year. Hit 291 last year with 15 doubles, five homers, and 44 RBI. David Bishop was an all-freshman team member last year in the Big 12. Had eight doubles and six home runs and drove in 47 runs. Um, guessing he'll likely be in, in the heart of the lineup for, um, for the Horned Frogs. A couple of the newcomers to mention that will likely be starting every day this weekend. Shortstop Anthony Silva was voted the Big 12 preseason freshman of the year. Um, really good defender. Baseball America last year named him the best high school defensive infielder. Um, he was number 137 overall prospect for the draft. Hitting 333 through four games so far. He's already driven in eight runs. Um, so an extremely talented freshman there on the left side of the infield for the Horned Frogs. Austin Davis is a transfer from West Virginia. Was there with McGuire Holbrook. Um, he was selected to the Big 12 preseason all-conference team. Uh, he's hitting 412 with two doubles and a homer already. Had, had three stolen bases this past week and, and won the Big 12 Player of the Week. Um, so he's he's already hot, off, off to a, heart, a hot start at, as a TCU Horn Frog and really good right fielder. Um, so he'll be he'll be in the mix in the, in the middle of the order for for TCU this weekend. Uh, Trey Richardson is another transfer from within the Big 12. He came from Baylor after making 113 starts there. Um, was was an all-Big 12 honorable mention in 2021, hitting 400 with three doubles so far. And Cole Fontanella, likely DH for the Horned Frogs, comes from McLennan Community College, was a JUCO third-team All-American last year. Um, and D1 Baseball had him rated as the number 21 JUCO tra- transfer um, in D1 this season. So it's another power bat within the, within the middle of the TCU lineup. On the mound, like I mentioned, they lost a lot. They lost Friday, started Riley Cornelio. Uh, Saturday, started Marcelo Perez. Austin Crobb, who started six games, was drafted. Brett Walker, who started against Florida State last year, is no longer there. Um, so, yeah, there's guys up and down. In total, they lost about seven guys, eight guys that were real contributors for them last year on the mound. Um, so they're replacing a ton of innings this year. Um, top returner is Luke Savage, who was on Team USA with, with Wyatt and Carson. River Ridings, who's back this year, also was on Team, team USA with those guys. Savage was selected as a preseason all-conference team in the Big 12. Um, had a 2.72 ERA over 39.2 innings last year. One of the top arms that will come out of the bullpen for them. Uh, Garrett Wright is another arm that will come out of the bullpen for them. Had a 2.89 ERA last year, um, 174 average against. I think he's got big stuff, had five saves. Um, so I'm guessing Florida State will see him out of the pen this weekend. River Ridings, like I mentioned, had a tough 2022, but was a 2021 Big 12 all-freshman team guy. Um, had a 6.95 ERA last year, but he had 10 saves anyways. Um, so he's still a guy that they like to use at, in the back end of games. 
Cam Brown, he's starting on Saturdays for them. He is back. He's a hard-throwing guy that people expect to kind of make a, a leap in his junior year this year. Uh, but he allowed four runs in 1.2 innings in his first start of the year. Um, he did, I think he threw in the midweek one inning and had a shutdown inning. Um, I think that was on Wednesday against UTA, um, kind of like a bullpen day for him, I would guess, after not throwing much last Saturday. Um, so we'll see how he looks against Florida State this upcoming weekend. A couple transfers for them that could be in the weekend rotation. Ryan Vanderhey, who transferred in from Tech, from I'm sorry, Kansas is their Friday starter. Uh, he allowed three runs over five innings in opening day. Spent the past two seasons at Kansas. Um, D1 baseball had him ranked as the number 10 impact transfer in the country. Um, and there's some real stuff there. It's just, I think it still um, needs to click. It hasn't all clicked yet for Vanderhey. So we'll see how he looks on Friday against Florida State. Sam Stoutenborough, um, he transferred from California to come to TCU this year. He started on Sunday this past weekend, but as of now, their Sunday starter is listed as a TBA. Um, so we'll see what they do there. Last week, Stoutenborough allowed seven hits and two runs in four innings, but he also struck out seven batters. So um, some good stuff there to produce that much swing and miss. Cole Klecker is, is probably their top freshman arm, I'd say. Um, he's already thrown 4.1 innings this year. Um, only allowed one run and, and struck out six batters. So that's a pretty good breakdown um, of TCU. What to expect from guys you, you'll probably see on on the diamond this weekend. Uh, Florida State-wise, um, Link mentioned on Tuesday night after the game to me and Aria that they'd be making a shuffle in the weekend rotation after Carson Montgomery tweaked something in his lower half. can't remember exactly if he, if he specified what it was. I think he pointed down in his hamstring, but didn't say hamstring. I think he just said lower half. Um, and we know, I think Carson last year early in, early in the year had something similar. Um, but he will be starting this weekend still. They're just giving him two extra days of rest. Um, so he'll be starting on Sunday. Jackson Ballmeister will get the start on Friday. And Jamie Arnold will get the start on Saturday. Um, and I'm sure Wyatt Crowell will be. The first guy out of the pen, to, and he'll throw a lot of a lot of innings behind Jackson Ballmeister. I'm guessing is the plan if that game is um, intact and um, a game that you can still go and win. I think anytime they have a chance to win this weekend, that they're going to either bring out Wyatt or Connor um, and try to shut down the game and go win the game with them. So, kind of similar to last week's plan, but obviously this is a bigger test than James Madison. Um, but I mean, this is the type of weekends I think you want. Personally, this, these are the type of weekends that I live for. Um, I enjoy these weekends where you face the top competition and you get to see what you really are. I think Florida State's going to know exactly where they're at after this weekend. I think they're going to know what they need to improve on, what they're really good at. Um, so I think it, it will tell you a lot about your team early in the season, which will be which will help you, especially before you go into ACC play. I mean, especially when you have you know a couple early weeks at home against Pitt and Boston College, have to feel good about what you can do in those weekends. Um, so I just think that this weekend will tell you a lot about your team. You'll learn a lot. Um, you know, Link mentioned last week that they probably learned more than they had since they had been here about their team, just getting to see the guys under the lights and how they handled it. I think this weekend will, will show them even more um, what they have on their roster and, and what guys are made of, because um, I think this will be a really good environment. Um, TCU fans, I think they, they want to be 
Florida State obviously very badly. Um, haven't played much, but TCU fans from what I've seen, what I've heard, um, pretty passionate and um, looking forward to getting out there this weekend and seeing that environment. Um, we'll probably be doing some instant reacts this weekend, especially if there's close games. Um, but overall, I expect it to be a really fun series, expect it to be an entertaining series. And like I've said before, I just think this Florida State team is is entertaining. And right now, it seems like their vibes are as good as it gets. Um, a lot of really good energy and the guys just seem to be gelling together well right now. Um, I mean, Trey and Rank posted a video of Brennan Oxford playing the air guitar in the hotel last night. So I think they're pretty loose and easy going into this weekend um, and, and they're ready for it. So um, looking forward to it um, and make sure to like the podcast, subscribe, um, leave a five-star review if you can. You can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any, anywhere you can find a podcast, you should be able to find Sunday Golds um, and make sure to leave us a review if you can, um, would be much appreciated. And thank you for, li- for listening and we'll keep you up to date as much as we can this weekend on, on FSU's uh, games at, at, at TCU. So looking forward to the weekend and uh, go Knowles.